0: You know, that's the kind of song, kind of, help me out guys, I'll turn this up a little bit, that's the kind of song that makes you want to jump up in the middle of it, that's the kind of song, because you know, we're thinking about that and, and, and that's reality for us, it's, it's not a blockbuster movie out by Paramount, that, that is the truth man, we are one day going to hear that trumpet, are you tuning your ear to hear a trumpet? I'm telling you, we're closer now than we've ever been to listening closely in the spirit. I believe there's going to be a moment in time. You know, the Bible talks about one will be standing at the mill, two will be at the mill, one will be taken, and the other left. How many of you are planning on being the one that's poof? The power of God i can't even imagine what it's going to be like the bible says the dead in christ shall rise first now that's kind of what this song is about and boy you can flat get with it girl didn't she do great you see i I don't know exactly how it's going to look all i know is that we're going to hear a trumpet first i I had a dream one night It, it was years ago and brother woody i was in bed and i was i woke up out of a sound sleep because i heard the trumpet and, of course, my first thought was, it's the rapture. And I was so excited. You know, it was about, it was about 5 o'clock this morning. I was getting ready for the services today. And, and if you'll stand with me for the reading of God's word, we're going to turn in the scripture. Hmm. I am in your midst. I'm here to bless my people. I love you with an everlasting love. You belong to me. Do you not think that I will look after my own? I take care of what belongs to me. I am your God. I am your Father. And my love is infinite. You will never overshadow me with Concerns or problems that I cannot take care of. You must trust me. You must declare my promises over you and yours. Know that I am here today to bless my people. I will reach through every avenue to touch the hearts and lives of my own. I am a God who is faithful. I am a God who is full of compassion I am mercy, I am grace. Trust and look to me. I will see you through, says God. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands and honor the presence of God? Hallelujah. Nothing better than the Holy Spirit through gifts and Tongues in operation in the church, we thank you for the gifting of the Spirit, Lord. We honor your presence, and we thank you today for being with us. At the end of the day, Lord, all we desire is that we position ourselves so that your presence is welcome, so that you are here. There's no greater gift to us. There's no greater accomplishment as a church and a ministry. There's no higher calling than to just bask in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's here. He's here. I believe the Spirit of God is moving, touching people right now. You've been so full of anxiety. You've been full of of just anxious fears, panic even. The Lord is declaring peace over your life. He's speaking into your turmoil right now, inside that turmoil, inside those clouds that are so dark that Brings such panic and fear in your life. The mercy of God is touching you. Lord, we honor your presence and thank you for the moving of your Holy Spirit. I'm prompted by the Spirit that he's moving, not only in this building, but he's moving through the airwaves. He's touching people who are reaching out to him right now all over the world. He is a God who is able and nothing is impossible with him. Reach out to him in faith. Call his name. Somebody, even in this house right here, needs to call his name Jesus. It's peace, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. right now just peace. The peace speaker amen go ahead sing that
1: i know, know him,
0: him by name jesus jesus i know Are being, he controls the people are being ministered to right now. You've had so much fear, so much anxiousness. God is healing this, peace, speaking peace, peace, peace over you right now. They have, have to, to obey. obey, oh Lord. Speak your peace, I know. Yes I know him by name Would you speak his and name? Now I can say Jesus I'm glad that I know the peace Speaker yes, yes I know him by name If you turn in your Bibles to Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. Then to Deuteronomy chapter thirty-one and six, then we'll jump up to Proverbs twenty-eight and verse one. This is our text for today. Our young people, as you know, the Winterfest trip was canceled. I'm sure they have contacted you, and if you have any questions about that, Pastor Cam and the youth department can help you with that. We're sorry that the the young people the the trip was canceled. I know they were looking forward to it, but We have gotten our heads together, and we're going to work and plan for uh, another retreat for them, and uh, we'll be doing that right out of here. We'll plan something real big and awesome, and they'll be like, winter what? Because it'll be so good. Uh, This is a national day of prayer. Let's keep our country, the needs of our country, in prayer today, all day, all throughout the day. Would you remember to lift up our government, lift up our communities, our, our, our churches, and our families? Let's not forget to do that this week as we mentioned activities events due to um, the national emergency will be canceled a lot of those activities are a lot more uh, interactive and so we just thought it's best and the caution is there precaution is there to keep people safe Um, the offices I haven't made a complete decision about that yet I know it will I will be asking some of our secretaries to be to be working remotely Um, so uh, it will be in and out and pastors will be here but uh it'll be a little scarce around the office okay with that said let's read the the text entitled this message face to face with fear face to face with fear the lord your god is in the lord your god in your midst the mighty one will save he will rejoice over you with gladness He will quiet you with his love. Isn't that a beautiful statement right there? He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. When the Lord, when the the Bible speaks about he will rejoice over you with singing, that's celebration. How many of you know it's gonna be all right? Everything's gonna be all right. So we have that confidence today. Deuteronomy thirty-one and six: Be strong and have good courage. Do not fear. Say that. Do not fear. Say it again. Do not fear. Do you know that is listed and written down over three hundred and sixty-five times in Scripture? You realize the significance to that. It means there's a do not fear for every single day of the year. Do not fear. Nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you. Man, I wish people understood that. What? How many trials would be alleviated? How many hearts could be calmed and peace at peace if they just understood the Lord is with them? He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1. I like this, the wicked flee when no one pursues. You know what that says, basically? It says that the world is scared to death. That's what that means. Oh, they may come across as violent. They may come across as mean. They may come across as if they don't care, and they're so much smarter than we are. But I guarantee you something. In my interactions, 31 years in full-time ministry, they're scared to death. When you get inside and get past the mask they're wearing, you find out that they don't have any answers for life, and they're scared to death. I've been with people on their deathbeds, people that were defiant, said they would not serve God their whole lives, and I've been called to their bedsides at hospice, and I kneel down by their beds, and they are panicked. And all they want, Cindy, is for me to pray a prayer for them to be right with God telling you they're scared to death the Bible is correct the wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous are bold as a lion this is the response that the church is to give in an hour and a day like we're living in now you can say amen or oh me amen Father, we ask your blessings on the word of God. We know the power of God is in the word of God. We ask you to touch and minister to us, challenge us and speak to us in this hour together in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated. And wave at somebody, just wave. Nobody's waving. There we go, thank you. All right, this is a time for us to be courageous. It's a time for us to, to stand and be who we say we are. This is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. How does the church respond to dangerous and difficult situations? It starts with what we know to be true. It starts with what we know is true in our lives. What, what do we know? Well, we know this. We know that we are are not anxious concerning tomorrow. I'm not anxious concerning tomorrow. The Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow. It's sufficient. Today is sufficient for itself. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We are in the hands of Almighty God. We belong to the Lord. So we're not anxious for anything concerning tomorrow. And and here's one of the big reasons, because we we will not encounter anything tomorrow that God doesn't already know about. We will not encounter anything tomorrow, next month, next year, that God doesn't already know about. God is not shocked and surprised by your dilemmas, by your troubles, by your sorrows. He's never taken by surprise. God knew what you were gonna go through. Well, I sure don't wanna think that God knew about it because I would never want to assume that God would allow me to go through what I've been through. Hang on, sweetheart. He's got more, more going in your life than just you having a good day. The Lord is trying to build you and make you strong in Him so that when the winds of adversity do blow and when the trials and the troubles and the fires and the rains do come, you will be able to stand. I, only, the only people I've ever been able to see that can fight through trials and troubles and get the victory that's promised them in the word are the people that through those trials and troubles have become stronger every single time. They become like those palm trees down at the beach, man. They come through hurricane winds, but you hear the story of how they stand like they do. Because they have dug their roots in all of their lives. They've had to do this so much that those roots take a root that goes all the way down. As tall as you see a palm tree, so does the root go down under the ground. And that holds them in place. When you go through the troubles and trials and storms of life, you are guaranteed one thing. Your roots go deep. And when your roots are deep, you will be able to withstand the pressures of life, it's the, the, the world that doesn't get that, that doesn't understand that, that stands back in their shallow place, and they keep getting knocked over, down and out, and washed away, because they don't have that truth rooting them in God, God's never taken my surprise, he understands what you and I are going through, and God allows things to come into our life, Mainly because we have this strange idea that, Amy, this is heaven. This is not heaven. We're going to heaven, and when we get there, we have to have skin like a turtle. And so we go through things here, but when we go through things here and stay faithful, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. I've always known the power of Almighty God to be there in the darkest hours of my life. And you know what i found to be true? When the winds are high and the waves are threatening, I become more alert, more aware, more keen to spiritual things. My revelation eyes begin to open and I have seen in my own life at the darkest hours of my life, when I have faced things I didn't know what my next step was gonna be. I had no idea what the next move would be. I can tell you in that hour, the Lord comes on the scene and he shows up. He doesn't always show up the same way, but oh, I recognize him when I see him. He comes coming across the the waves of the oceans of my life and he gives me that assurance. I can see a clear picture of him coming for my rescue over and over and over and over again. I've seen the sign of God in the sky. I've seen the power of God in the word. I've seen the deliverance of God in my worship and in my praise, in my prayers. I've seen him. When I go through the hardest times in my life, that's when I see him, Brooke, more clearly than I did yesterday. Revelation comes through the fire. It's in the storms and the stress of the times of my life that I see him. We have the example in the scripture of the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. And have I told you recently that I've been there? Greatest trip of my life. I stood on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and thought of this story and thought about the storm. That was raging that night when the disciples were scared to death. They didn't understand. The winds were, were huge and crashing against the ship. And the storm was raging. The clouds were dark. And the Bible tells us they feared for their very lives. But it says in the middle of that storm, the revelation of Christ. Jesus coming across that water. At first, as they were looking out into the dark clouds, suddenly somebody in the boat says, Who is that? One of them jumps up and says, it's Jesus. Someone says, it's his spirit. It's a ghost. But not so. It was Jesus coming to them across those impossible waves. And I promise you that I have found it to be true. And I'm standing behind a sacred desk to tell you that it's true for you as well. I'm telling you when it looks darkest, Jesus will find you he will always show up. Don't you see him? Have you seen him in your life? Have you seen him when you, you seemed, it seemed hopeless? Have you seen him coming in the darkness of your trial, your trouble, when it was as tough as it could possibly be? I know what, what Moses meant when he, he said, Lord, God, who shall I say has sent me? And the Lord spoke to him and said, You just tell him that I am sent you. And we know, we've heard that message, I am. I am what? I am whatever you need, whenever you need. I am God, and I will always come through for my people. When you remember the story of the Hebrew children, I'm sure you've been there, when the trial was, it seemed seven times hotter, seven times harder than you saw anybody else go through. Have you ever felt like, man, that trial, nobody else has ever been through what I'm going through? I've been in those spots myself and I think everyone has at a time or two in their lives the circumstances are 7 times harder than it should be, than normal. We've been there, and these guys were there on that day when they had made a decision that they would serve God no matter what. Man, I'm telling you, when you do that, when you make a decision to serve the Lord and to give him your whole life, let me clue you in on something that happens. Hell wakes up to who you are. Hell comes after you, and the Bible says the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's determined that he will annihilate God excuse me, God, and not give you the victory and the successes that make you a testimony and a light to the world around you. He loves the idea of crushing your dream and destroying your future. He loves a disgruntled, despairing, discouraged Christian. He loves, loves, loves you the most because you do more damage for the kingdom of God than the the, the bad house down the road, the trap house and the drugs and the alcohol and the the porno places, you do more damage when you are a child of God, when you come discouraged, despairing, and given a negative connotation to the power of God. Let me tell you something, it's time for us, even in this strange hour that we're living in, to wake up again to the revelation that he is Jesus Christ, son of the living God. He is the Christ and we have the hope of glory living within our lives. And if you don't, it's time for you to get serious about your relationship with the master of the universe. He is a powerful God. He's a come through on time God. He's a Lord that shows himself powerful in the lives of his people. He's the door. He's the way out. He's the hope. He's the anchor. He's our faith. You know, even when you don't see him working, he's working. When you don't see him in the middle of what's going on, let me assure you, the devil does. The devil knows he's working. It was right there in that fiery furnace, seven times hotter. So hot, the king, the world, was so mad at those Hebrew boys because they were defiantly standing for God when everybody else Called them nuts when everybody else told them they were crazy. When everybody else was against them, the king was so furious because they wouldn't obey, wouldn't do what they were told. And so he said, Turn that flame up seven times hotter, make it hotter. The devil loves to turn on the heat when it comes to your trial. He wants to do everything in his power to destroy your work and testimony. He'll do anything he can to make you to make you give up and to make you quit. But those boys, just like you and I today, we will not give in, we will not give up. They stood through the test of it and they said, King, all we know is this, you throw us in that fire and our God will deliver us or take us. He'll Whatever he'll do, we trust in him. You've got to have that kind of attitude even in what we're dealing with right now. We can't cower down and hide. We can't be in fear. That's not who we are. For I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's called us to make a difference in our community. We're not called to hide behind the bush and close our lives down and be trembling in our house, closing our blinds. What? kind of witness and testimony is that I know the bible tells me that if i drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt me if i walk in faith there'll be a fiery little uh, uh, sticks and fire and a snake will come out and bite me, but it won't matter. He says, anything, nothing, nothing will touch you. You can always count on the fact that there is protection in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's power in God's hand over your life and you don't have to walk around like a coward just because you're a Christian. Amen. That doesn't mean we aren't smart and wise. We sanitize the building. We're taking care of business. We're not going to give you all this time to interact with people all through the week. We're being wise and smart. Somebody said, well, surely you're not going to go to the hospitals. Well, I felt the Lord speak to me. And I thought, you know what? Yes, I am. I'm going to pray before I go and plead the blood. <laughs> Maybe put some oregano oil on. <laughs> but I'm going to go because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm bold as a lion. I'm going to stand when the enemy comes in like a flood. God will lift up a standard against him. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We're not, we're not going to be cowards. We're not fearful. We're not when we belong to the Lord. When the Hebrew boys said, no, no matter what you do to us. And boy, you can't stop a Christian like that. I've met them in my life. That Christian that they just won't be denied. I mean, they're just going to gonna get to heaven if it, if it kills them. <laughs> they're so sold out to God. I love meeting Those kind of people. The ones who don't hide. They're not secret. They don't have a secret life. You know, you don't get, oh my goodness, because you you, you find out all kinds of crazy stuff about their their, their night life. People that are the real deal. They trust God. Live for God. And even in the face of danger, will have courage and stand strong. That's why we were made. That's why Christ died. He didn't die to give you a church membership. He didn't die just to give you a social club. He died, Pete, to give us courage to fight and to finish. And to stand at the end of it all in his presence. I'm telling you, I believe this coronavirus pandemic, what what's meant for harm if the church will be the church will stir a revival like we haven't seen since nine eleven. <laughs> That's what I feel in my heart. got to be the real deal got to be honest sincere that's the only way to truly tap in to who he really is you see when those hebrew boys said no no matter what you do to us we're going to stay true to god the soldiers that came to throw them in the fire the bible tells us that the fire was so hot that had killed the soldiers that were meant to throw it in. Let me clue you in on something. The devil can turn his fire up seven times, make your trial seven times hotter and harder. So much so that I promise you God will get in it and use it to kill the very enemy that wants to throw you in it. Over and over and over in the Bible, we see descriptions of the Lord that you, Uses the very element, the very weapon that was formed against the child of God to destroy their enemies. Doesn't he say in Psalm 23, set a table in the presence of my enemies. They will sit and watch us feast. God has got a promise in his word that he will take care of us. What? Was it that Nebuchadnezzar saw? You see, I made mention earlier that Satan knows what God's up to. He knows what Jesus is doing. Even in your life, he knows. He watches. He sees. Even when you don't. The Bible doesn't tell us that the three Hebrew boys saw Jesus in the fire. It doesn't say that they acknowledged him really or talked to him. It just says that the three Hebrew boys were thrown in the fire and they were walking around in that fire and there was a fourth man. And who saw him? It was Nebuchadnezzar, the very one who made the decree, the very one who made the law, the very one that was so infuriated that he was gonna destroy those boys. He, his eyes, he was opened up to the revelation of what Jesus was doing in that moment. It says, I see a fourth man in that fire one that looks like the son of man that was a prophetical statement talking about what you and i have the promise of today we know that we know that in our lives when the fires turned up that's just god's excuse to be able to get in the fire with us and bring us out to use that fire to give us a good reputation that could have been the day that people remembered the death of those Hebrew boys. That could have been the day that everyone talked about the tragedy that took place in their lives. But here we are thousands of years later talking on a Sunday morning about three Hebrew boys who stood their ground when it came to following faith the ones who stood and said, though I have to go through it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. And because they made that testimony a couple thousand years later down the road, we're preaching about them this morning and the fact that in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of their tragic story, a testimony that God kept them through it all, that He delivered them and brought them out and He's gonna bring you out. He's gonna bring me out. I don't know what the end of all this virus stuff is, but I, I got a few things I want from it. I want revival. I want God to be honored and glorified. I want people to turn back to the Lord. I'm glad to see a crowd here in the sanctuary. I'm glad there's a bigger crowd watching online. I'm glad that we have got together and decided that on Sunday morning, we'll be in the house of the Lord one way or the other. We're gonna be in God's house because we will not cower down in fear. The devil knows exactly what the Lord's doing in your life. He knows his roar. He knows his roar, the lion of the tribe of Judah. It was Joseph who spoke standing behind a screen in tears as his humble heart, his broken heart, looked at his brothers who had meant harm against him, who had taken him and thrown him in that pit, sold him into slavery. And there they are. In the middle of the famine, reaching out, looking for help. And there's their brother who has been strategically placed from the pit, and the slavery, into the position where he was able to be used by God to do something he could have never done in daddy's house me tell you you don't know why you're displaced you don't know why you've been moved you don't know why you've gone through what you've gone through but I do promise you one thing if you will stay true to God and not cower down in fear and not run and hide and not be a fake and a phony if you'll stand your ground with God when it's all said and done the enemy will know the world will know And you will know because you will see the glory of God risen in your circumstances. He stood behind that screen and in tears he looked at his brothers knowing they were about to be scared to death when he revealed who he was to them when he did they did indeed fear for their lives because they knew the wicked and the evil thing they had done let me tell you it doesn't mean the the, the world and, and the world we live in doesn't mean you won't ever have trouble doesn't mean you won't ever have trial doesn't ever mean mean horrible wicked terrible things won't happen to you what's worse than all of your brothers turning on you and taking your coat and literally covering it with Animals' blood and taking it back to daddy to say that you had died when they know they just made a couple of bucks off sending you off into slavery, selling you off like they did. What could be worse than the betrayal of your family? At least some of the brothers. Some of the brothers thought they killed him. One of the brothers at least had the heart to sell him, make a few bucks off of him. What could be worse than the tragedy? of what happened to Joseph, but what could be better? What could be better than what God did through it? His words, Genesis 50 and 20, but as for you, you meant evil against me. How many have ever been there? Someone meant evil against you? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God. I always love it when it says, but God, in the the scripture. I always love it when circumstances are dire, when circumstances are horrible. I love it when I read about Jonah being thrown in the whale's belly, but God. I love it when I see the boys thrown in the the fiery furnace, but God. I love it when Joseph is thrown into the Hit, sold in slavery, ended up in prison, and then in the palace as God showed him favor and began to make his steps be shown the glory of what God's plan was. I love looking back on that and seeing the words, but God. In your life, what testimonies do you have that it was going this direction, but God? It was going south, but all of a sudden, but God. Turned it around it might have been a dream, it might have been a a, a a circumstance, it could have been a person, it could be anything, you don't know when the fourth man is going to show up in your fire, you have no idea when he shows up, but he is for sure to show up right in the middle of what you're doing, I have never seen it that a person on their deathbed who has trusted in God, had faith in God, I, in 31 years of full-time ministry, I've not met a soul on their deathbed that have looked up at me and said, well, it was a mistake, brother, well, I don't know why I served the Lord all these years. Oh, he failed me over and over and over again. I've never heard one person in 31 years of full-time ministry ever give anything but a shout and a praise and a glory to God who always came through every single time. He may not come through when you want it. He may not come when you think he ought to. It may not even happen like you thought it was going to happen. But I've never met one saint of God who has ever looked into my eyes and told me that he didn't come through how he ever came through to the best that he could they always testify to the good of God in their lives he'll always God has a tendency to use the weapons that were formed against you to defend you I love that you know that that's what he's going to do I want you to stand with me this morning courage the courage to to be strong, to face where we are now I already gave instructions I've already talked to you about being good neighbors about loving the community this is a time when the church can shine this is a time when we represent Christ everywhere we go, this is the time when people are hungry and thirsty more than they've ever been and here can I say this, The, the world is watching you they're watching you. They got their eyes on you. They want to know if what you believe is for real. They want to know. They want you to be just like them, scared to death. They want you to live in fear. They want you to panic. They want you to shut down and close down. They, they want you to be quiet and go hide. So that they can say, (laughs) they don't have anything different than we got. They don't have no answer. They're afraid just like we are. Hey, Brian, it's good to see you. They want, they want us to prove, Jacob, there's no God. They want us to prove it by how we live our lives in fear, panic, cowardice the message this morning is be strong and courageous don't be afraid be safe be wise but don't be afraid walk in confidence walk in boldness walk in declaration the promises of God live in that Why don't you discover, maybe for the first time in your life, that they're the real deal? Why don't you finally really trust God? Let Him be Lord of your life. You know, sometimes people are so guilty of of calling on God's promises without calling on Him as Lord. And then they come back and say, well, you know, my prayers don't get answered. It starts... Before you got a right to call on the lifeline, you got to call on Him as Savior of your life. You got to make Him Lord. When you've made Him Lord of your life, then you got the lifeline. Then you can make the phone call. That's how it works trust him as savior and lord of your life that's the big decision that's the first courageous move you got to make because that means you got to say yes and no to a lot of things in your life you got you got to make a decision lord i'm not going to walk after selfishness anymore i'm not going to go after personal gain i'm I'm not going to live my life for me anymore i'm going to give my life to you i'm going to live my life by faith i'm going to walk in your truth it's the first thing you got to do it's courageous it's bold and until you do that, you don't have a right to call on God. Don't expect he's going to answer all your prayers and then get all ticked off and offended. Get all, you know, sad and blubbery because he didn't come through for you. I mean, you, you got to make him Lord of your life then. Then your prayers change. You, your prayers will change circumstances. You'll see miracles. And you'll see his power in your life. It starts with accepting him as Lord. And So today as we get ready to close the service I want to ask a very important question every head bowed and every eye closed are you here today and you'd say you know what I I guess I've kind of gotten that backwards I never really have asked the Lord to be Lord of my life I never really have went for that I I may have even prayed the prayer I think with a preacher once or twice but I don't know that I really ever made Him Lord of my life for real And I need to do that today. I need to do that before this thing, my circumstances, my life gets too out of control. I need him to be Lord of my life. If you need him as savior today, would you just slip up your hand and write back down? We're gonna pray a prayer in just a minute. But I would wanna know, we had two in the service, in first service, is there anyone else that would do that today in this service today? anyone at all all right i'm going to assume that if you're here today in this service that you're here you've got that relationship with him but there might be someone watching online that needs to pray that prayer and so i feel that in my heart and if you guys don't mind we're going to pray a prayer to receive jesus together trusting that someone online needs that so if you're there and you're watching, you're in your living room, you're in your bedroom, wherever you are, and you're just tuned in today, we're going to pray a prayer, and we want you to pray it with us. There very well will be a bunch of people in here maybe that will pray it as well, pray it with you. But we want you to pray the prayer that receives Jesus as your Savior. You've got to call on Him as Lord, man. That, that's the first step towards courage. It's the first step towards changing your life. And then after that, man, you can call on Him in power to be involved in your life. So we're going to pray that prayer right now. Would you help me, church? Let's pray. It's not words that will save you, but it's a prayer from your heart that will. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be Lord of my life. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You walked out of the tomb. Now I trust you. I want you to be Lord of my heart. Keep me. Guide me and direct me. Strengthen me until you come for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you made that, amen. If you made that decision, I'd like you to send a text to 9730s. Put in the message there, set free. They're going to send you some information, help you get started in your walk with the Lord. There's also a table over here to my right that has some information. Someone will be standing there. If you prayed that prayer, you're welcome to, uh, to come over and speak to someone. If you're watching online, text that number, and uh, t- someone will get in touch with you and help you develop and get, get started in your new walk with Jesus. Thank you for being here today, for coming out. Thanks for helping us. It's much better to preach to people than an empty pew. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm also very thankful for everyone who's watching online. Aren't we grateful for everybody who's watching online? Please stay tuned. To if let, let me give some instruction here. If you don't have Facebook and Instagram and those things, you know, stay tuned to someone who does if you can, but on our Stratford Heights web pages, all those pages, we have the Stratford app on your iPhone. We have the the Webpage at shcog.com, and then we have Facebook. We have all those places we post regularly what's happening, current, updated information. But if you don't do that, and that's okay, you don't have to, then please call the church office. Give us a phone number that we can make sure we get in touch with you on, and we want to make sure you're receiving uh, text information and things that we can send to you. So we want to make sure we have that. So help us with that. Uh, That way we can communicate with you. It's a very fluid situation. It changes by the hour as you're seeing. And so we want to keep up with you. We'll keep doing the videos. We did video yesterday afternoon. We do updates. Uh, We post those things, and we want to keep you informed. We're going to do our part, but you've got to help us to help you by making sure we know how to communicate with you. Somebody say amen. All right. Richard, what do you got? I just want to remind you again that this week here at the church, there's no activities, no classes, no services, uh, but... Remember, uh, if you're part of a particular ministry here at the church that meets one of those nights, keep in tune with our social media, the website, the app, and uh, various other outlets. Keep in tune with those things because our people, uh, our pastors and whatnot, might be uh, putting things out to reach uh, their particular group of people. So just keep your eyes and ears tuned uh, specifically for those things and for more information. But we're praying we're going to go and be the church and lift Jesus up. Amen. God bless you all. No top-notch.